You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Blessed be the name of the Lord Most High. I tell you, man, we are so excited to be with you one more time. The Lord is good, and we must shout it and tell it everywhere we go. Well, welcome to all of you to the New Day of Hope broadcast. Uh, it's a program that is designed to restore hope to the hopeless. You know, my friends, we live in a hopeless world right now, and our only hope and true hope can only be found in Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know, my friends, this would be a very good time for you to call a neighbor or call a friend and ask them to join us on the New Day of Hope broadcast at this time. I know that you will be blessed. I know your soul will be revived and refreshed in the things of the Lord. We have a very interesting topic tonight. It's one that we are all familiar with because we all encountered it on a daily basis. And it's how to reduce stress in your life. How to reduce stress in your life. Almost everyone, they are emotionally fatigued. They're physically drained and spiritually defeated. The problem is stress. Many of us feel like we are under so much pressure. There is too much to do and not enough time in which to do it. These days, it seems like the time is just running by so quickly. And I've heard people say they need more hours in the day. But all of us are given 24 hours and some people are more productive with their time while others waste their time. But I have good news for you today. There is hope and it's found in the pages of God's word. In Isaiah 40 verse 28 and 31. This is a very familiar scripture. It reads, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So we notice in these verses that it says God is never tired. Because over in Psalms it says he never slumber nor sleep. So he can never get tired or weary. He is never perplexed. Even young people are not immune to stress. We all have stress in our lives. Some are good and some are bad. But the Bible encourages us to wait upon the Lord. And it says that the Lord will renew our strength and we will soar on wings as eagles. But we must wait. There's a condition. You must wait upon the Lord. We live in a microwave society. We want it now. We want instant answers. We want 
instant strength. But my friends, it's not possible. You and I must learn to wait upon the Lord. And when we wait upon the Lord, we will see what God can do. All right, so let us let us continue as we look at the problem of stress. The problem of stress. Now, in these verses in Isaiah that my wife just read, there are two categories of persons mentioned. Let's look at them carefully. One is Almighty God. He is the omnipotent. That's the all-knowing, sovereign God. And I love that because I said that he is the all-knowing, sovereign God. But God knows. He knows everything. He knows the way that I take. He knows when I am weary. He knows when I am tired. He knows when I am hungry. He knows everything about us. And that's why, my friends, you need not worry yourself because God cares for you. The songwriter says, does Jesus care when my heart is pain? Yes, he cares. He cares for all of us because he knows everything about us. In the scripture that my wife read earlier in Isaiah uh, verse 28, it says, have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Glory to his name. He will never faint, nor will our God be weary. No, and that's why we can wait upon him. We can rely on him. We can lean on him because he has promised that he will be with us. Now, he is also immortal. He is invisible, most glorious. He is almighty. He is victorious. There is not another like him. No, not one. No, not one. There is not another one like our God. Who wouldn't serve a God like my God? I preached on that some time ago. I'm mentioning it now. Who wouldn't serve a God like the God that I'm talking about right here tonight? A God who is immortal, who is invisible, who is most glorious, almighty and victorious. Great is our God. Now, the other is the rest of us. You and me, all of us. In, in verse 29 of Isaiah 40, he says, He gives power to the weak. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Thanks be unto God. You know, he gives more grace. When the burdens of life go greater, he sends more strength. When the labors increase, when affliction is added, God adds his mercy. So now the text is saying, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Now, stress is that gap between the demands that are placed upon us and our ability to meet those demands. You know, demands are placed on all of us, man. I mean, it's one thing to another. You have to schedule your, your whole life every day, what you are going to do every hour. You have to schedule your life for the entire week or the entire month, what you are going to do. On one side are the responsibilities and the necessities, demands and opportunities of life. 
Now, th these are all the things we want to do. These are all the things we desire to do. These are all the things we should do, in fact, and we ought to be doing. So you see, my friends, it is very easy for us to burden ourselves with the things, with the cares of this life. So here we see that on the other side are our inabilities, our weaknesses, sinfulness, lack of knowledge, and our faults. In between is a gap. It is a stress factor. And with everything that's going on around us today, everyone seems to be stressed out. It doesn't have to be that way. This is a chasm between the ought to's and can't that seem to overwhelm us. All of us are vulnerable to stress. Like we said earlier, we're not immune from stress. Stress affects all age group and every walk of life. No matter whether you're young or old, you will go through stress. When we are stressed, we are especially vulnerable to the attacks of the devil because when you're stressed out, you let your guard down so the enemy can, can come at you and attack you on every side because you are weak, you are tired, can easily give in to the enemy when you're stressed out. But Deuteronomy 25 verse 16 and 17 says, For all who do such things, all who behave unrighteously, are an abomination to the Lord your God. Verse 17 says, Remember what Amalek did to you on the way as you were coming out of Egypt. King Amalek attacked those who were weak and worn. We are more prone to arguments and irritations when we are stressed out. So, like I said earlier, when you're stressed out, you're, you're an easy target for the enemy to come after you. All right. So, we were dealing with the problem of stress. Now, let us look at the provision of sufficiency. And we are still in Isaiah chapter chapter 40 and verse 31. And I, that's one of, my, one of my favorite verse of scripture that I love very much. Listen to what it says. And I trust you have your Bibles or your phone and that you are, you are following along with the, in the word. So you will see for yourself that what we are saying is coming from the word of the Lord. So verse 31 says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I love that. Asking us to learn what it is to, to wait upon God, to, to rely upon God. And it says, if we do that, our strength will be renewed. So we continue. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, my friends, God has provided for us sufficiency. It is not a sin to be stressed. And listen to me carefully now. I said it is not a sin to be stressed, but it is a sin for us to not avail ourselves of help that is available to us, my friends. <laughs> I, I probably need to say that one more time. I said it is not a sin to be stressed, but it is a sin for us to not avail ourselves of help that is available. Our help, the psalmist says, is coming from the Lord. All of my help is coming from the Lord. And God is our helper. He's a very present help in times of trouble. So that help is available for us. God has given us three distinct promises to fly in rugged times of life. We're back to Isaiah 40 and verse 31. 
Now, the Lord uses the eagle as an example. The eagle loves the storm. I mean, the eagle must be the only creature in this world that loves storm. Everybody else likes to run away from storms. The eagle loves the storm. You see, the eagle waits for the storm. And as the winds and turmoil drafts rise, he steps off his patch and begins to soar. He, lo he loves that. He begins to soar. The faster the wind blows, the higher the eagle rises and soar upon the winds. And that's, uh, I mean, my, I, I heard my wife uh, some time ago preach a message about the eagle. It's been a while now, really. But I always remember that. And she, she really did a great job talking about, about the eagle. Now, all of us know storms and adversities. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> if you have not experienced storms in your life and adversities in your life, you just hang in there a little while longer and you will see what I'm talking about. And we need to learn the lesson that the eagle has taught us. The eagle has learned that what causes others dismay is somehow a blessing to him. The eagle could not fly as high if it were not for the storms. So since he can fly higher in the storm, he can also see further uh, while he's flying higher. And uh, I came tonight to tell you, man, you know, in the midst of our storms and in the midst of all our adversities, in the midst of all our trials, in the midst of all our testings, we do not have to hang our heads low, but we, we can lift our heads up high and uh, look up to God. And if we do that, if we our faith look up to God, we can be like the eagle also. We can fly higher and higher. He can fly faster in the storm. This is something that the eagle must be taught. And neither the eagle nor us may like the flying lesson. But I'm telling you, man, in the midst of the storm, the eagle knows that, hey, man, that's an opportunity for me to fly faster. You do not have to stay. David says that though I walk through the valley, I do not have to stay in the valley. I've got to, I've got to do something to get out of my adversity. I've got to do something to get out of my, of my stress. I've got to do something to get out of my troubles and my trials. Deuteronomy 32 verse 11 says, as an eagle flutters over his eaglets in the nest, she makes the nest a little uncomfortable. She nudges the eagle, the eaglets out of the nest to teach them to fly. So sometimes we think God is cruel when God is actually kind because if the eagle can kick the, the young one out of the nest and he's teaching them to fly that way, imagine what we have to go through. Sometimes we cannot tell what is happening by outward appearances. Sometimes the storm of life that come to us Maybe the very things that God is using to deliver us, to help us, and to cause us to rise higher. Because sometimes we go through storms, and instead of getting bitter and complaining, the storm sometimes can teach us to rise higher above our circumstances. We need to learn to rise above it all. We must learn to run in the rush of life. Isaiah 30 verse 31. These are not storms but deadlines. These are things we need to get done and we don't seem to have enough time to get them done. We are always in a rush. There are things that we got to do for the Lord and there's no time to wait around. There's no time to be sloppy. There's time, it's time to get busy. 
there is enough time in every day to do everything God wants us to do. God gave each of us 24 hours and some of us can accomplish more in 24 hours than some people do, but we need to use our time wisely. We shouldn't insult God by saying that we don't have enough time, but sometimes we have to run to get it done. Like I said earlier, we all have 24 hours, so we need to do what we have to do quickly for the Lord. Acts 8 verse 29 says, Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. Sometimes we wake up running because Satan, like a roaring lion, is on our trail. But there are opportunities in life that we rush to catch and to meet. So we know the enemy is after us. So the same way he's on our trail, we can run when we encounter opportunities. We need to take hold of it and reach out and tell someone who doesn't know the Lord about what God has done for you. Amen. So we were talking about uh, how we must how we must run in the rush of life. Let's let's talk about how to walk in the routine of life. Isaiah 40 and verse 31. So we are still in, in verse 31 of the text that we read earlier. God will give us strength to walk in the routine times of life. Let me just say that one more time. I said God will give us strength to walk in the routine times of life. My help, I said earlier, comes from the Lord. Most of us have the most trouble in the routine times of life. It's in the routine of life where most of us fail. It is most important to learn to walk in the routine of life because this is where we live most of the time, in the routine of life. It's one thing to fly like an eagle or to surge like an athlete, but it's another to stick and to stay day by day. We serve God by flying in the hard times and running in the happy times. But we also need to walk day by day in the regular, in the regular times of life. The great need we have is day by day faithfulness in the little things. I said that the great need we have is day by day faithfulness in the little things. I was I was talking to a, a, a preacher friend of mine earlier, and we were just talking about us being faithful in little things. Because if we are not faithful in little things, how are we going to be able to manage big things? So we have to be faithful in the little things of life, to walk and not to faint. That's the that's the point. To walk and not to faint, because because if we if we wait upon the Lord, if we depend upon God, if we rely upon Him, oh, we can run, we can fly like the eagle, and we will not be weary. Now, in Deuteronomy thirty three and verse twenty five, your son does it said shall be iron and bronze as your days, so shall your strength be. The children of Israel went from Egypt to Canaan by walking one step at a time. Uh, There were rivers, there were valleys, there were mountains and difficulties, but they had to walk. The book of of Ephesians, I think, mentioned seven times that the Christian life is a walk. I said the Christian life 
is a walk of faith. It's a walk of victory. It's a walk side by side with our God. Victory is all the way every day. Good days and bad days walking the Christian life. Getting breakfast in the morning, dressing the children, going to work, uh, cleaning the house, uh, taking the, the garbage out. That's my job every day. Uh, daily Bible study, quiet time, prayer, visiting the sick, being kind to your spouse and to your neighbors and to your friends. If we can live the Christian life at home, then we can live the Christian life anywhere. Glory to God. That's a, that's a powerful statement. If we can live the Christian life at home, then we can live the Christian life anywhere we go. God provides for us so that we can do the following. In times of adversity, we saw like the eagle. In times of opportunity, we run like an athlete. In times of necessity, we keep walking day by day. We need to learn endurance, my friends. We need, Paul, Paul told Timothy that he must endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So we need to learn endurance as believers, as children of the Most High. So we look at Isaiah 40 verse 31 again, and we see the promise of strength. The promise has a provision that we must wait upon the Lord. And the Hebrew word for renew means to change or exchange. The Christian life is not only a change life, but also an exchange life. We give him our weaknesses and he gives us his strength because we are weak, but he is strong. Galatians 2 verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. In order to live this exchange life, we are to wait upon the Lord. And waiting does not simply mean sitting and doing nothing. It does not mean inactivity. In order to get the strength to fly like an eagle, to run like an athlete, and to walk day by day, we must wait upon the Lord. And no one likes to wait. What does it mean to wait upon the Lord? We must desire Him. Psalm 62 verse 1 says, Truly my soul silently waits for God. From Him comes my salvation. When David wrote these Psalms, he was in a time of stress and distress. And if you read the book of Psalms, you know that David was always going through something, but he always waited upon the Lord. David knew that only God could satisfy his deepest need. If you and I want relief without wanting God, then we are not waiting upon the Lord. So we got to learn to wait upon God. Take him at his word and you will see what God can do. My wife was just saying that we, we are to wait upon the Lord, but we must also listen to him. Proverbs 8.34 says, Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my door. We wait for the instructions of the Lord. We, we wait expecting to hear from the Lord. This is about quiet time. There must be a quiet time alone with God and watching daily at his gate. 
Can God get your attention? That's a powerful question. Can God get your attention? Even now, while you are listening to this program, the question again is, can God really get your attention? We must be tuned into God. We must look to him. Psalms 104 verse 27 says, These all wait for you, that you may give them their food in due season. Do you believe that God will take care of you? Oh, my friends, if you never believe that, I want to challenge you tonight to believe that God will take care of you. The songwriter says, be not dismayed. Whatever befalls, God will take care of you. Promise he will do that. He will continue to do that. Glory to his name. We must listen to him and we must live for him. Proverbs 27, 18 says, Whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit. So he who waits on his master will be honored. When we wait upon the Lord, we are here to serve him. Just as the waiter or waitress in a restaurant wait upon their customers, we wait upon the Lord and we wait patiently. If we are not serving him, then why should God give us more strength to serve the devil? That's a good question. If we are not serving the Lord, why should he give us strength to serve the enemy? If we will wait upon God, then he will renew our strength and the gap of stress that lies between our responsibilities and our inabilities will be removed. He will take our nothingness and infuse it with his almightiness when we learn to wait upon him. That's powerful. He will take our nothingness and infuse it with his almightiness when we learn to wait upon him. So my friends, we need to learn to wait upon the Lord, live for him, and you will have less stress. Amen and amen. You know, my friends, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to ask Jesus to come into your heart and into your life. You know, when I know all of us have stress, and we did talk about that earlier, all of us have stress, whether you are spiritual or not. We do have it. But when you have Jesus with you, you can go through the storm. You can be like the eagle. You can fly higher and you can fly faster when Jesus is in you. With Christ in my vessel, I can smile at the storm. Would you trust him tonight before time turns into eternity? Father, we thank you and we praise you. We thank you for your words which has gone forth. We ask that you speak to hearts tonight. Convict men of sins. Bring those who do not know you to a saving knowledge of Christ. And those who know you, that our faith will increase and we will be stronger and stronger in you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if you were challenged by tonight's study, we encourage you to reach out to us at newdeafobatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdeafobatlanta at gmail.com. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, oh my friends, with joy you must carry on. Bye now. Bye until then. God bless you.